A week had gone by since the caterpillar began resting in its cocoon. With every passing day, it grew more and more restless. At first, the cocoon phase was peaceful and fun. It gave the caterpillar a chance to reflect on not only its journey, but also its life up until that point. It couldn't help but think back on the days where journeys like this one seemed impossible. The caterpillar didn't fault the bugs at the lake, but this journey showed that there was so much more to life. The caterpillar spent the first four days imagining what life would be like once it got out. It imagined a life where it stayed at the plateau. It imagined watching the sun rise every morning and set every night. It imagined crawling all the way to the skyline and living amongst them, wild and free. For every lifestyle the caterpillar imagined, another one sprung from the story. Before the caterpillar knew it, there was a web of possibilities. Just like a spider's web, the imagined lifestyles were woven and connected at so many different points, it made the caterpillar dizzy just thinking about them all. Each lifestyle had a different outcome, ending the caterpillar's story in a completely different way. Some were filled with doom and gloom, some were filled with glee, but none of them included living at the lake. The caterpillar didn't want to admit it, but it realized that its new life would cost it its old one. On the morning of the fifth day, the caterpillar woke up to a scare. The day started off with Lady Gale blowing so hard it almost knocked the cocoon right off the branch. The caterpillar was confused because it thought Lady Gale only wanted to help. So why was she suddenly trying to move the cocoon against the caterpillar's will? Eventually, she stopped, but the caterpillar spent the rest of the day wondering if he had made the wrong decision. Was Lady Gale telling him to go back to the lake and settle for its past life? The sixth day started off with the sun beaming on the cocoon. As the day progressed, the caterpillar could hear more and more humans coming to the plateau. The human laughter warmed the caterpillar's heart. It was happy to know that there was a good energy around the tree. It was as if the caterpillar fed off the human's positive vibes. The only thing the caterpillar could complain about was how humid it was inside the cocoon. The wonder why it suddenly was so hard to breathe. Little by little, the laughter quieted down and the sun no longer beamed on the cocoon. The caterpillar shrugged it off, thinking it just lost track of time and the sun had set. As it began to sleep, loud crackles started in the distance. The caterpillar was fully aware of the twins, thunder and lightning. As a small bug, it heard stories of how the twins wreaked havoc whenever they felt like it and left as swiftly as they showed up. What the caterpillar didn't account for was that the plateau was much closer to these twins than the lake ever was. Before long, the twins left and the sun came back out. The caterpillar was happy to know the twins had favored the plateau because for a moment, it thought they would knock the cocoon right off the tree. On the seventh day, the caterpillar woke up to a surprise. The cocoon was thinner and the walls of it showed the outside world more than any other day. The caterpillar also realized that it was getting bigger, especially on its back. It watched restlessly as the other bugs crawled and flew right outside the cocoon. At this point, the caterpillar began to become bitter. It just wanted to be free. The caterpillar's growth continued beyond the first week and the eighth day was by far the most exciting day of its journey yet. The caterpillar woke up but not by choice, 
A smoke moved past the cocoon and made the caterpillar feel funny. The humans that sent it laughed louder and longer than it had ever heard before. Halfway through the day, the twins made a reappearance, but this time they came with Lady Gale. As she rocked the cocoon back and forth, the twins wreaked havoc in every direction. Then, without warning, the rain started. The four forces pushed and pulled not only the cocoon, but also the entire tree. The caterpillar, for the first time in its entire journey, feared for its life. On the ninth day, the caterpillar began to panic. It felt like Lady Gale was trying to force it back to the lake, but the caterpillar didn't want to go. Why is she suddenly working against me? The caterpillar thought as it tried to remain calm. The more reasons the caterpillar thought of, the scarier the answers were, which made it even harder to remain calm. The caterpillar spent most of the day crying because of all the conflicting feelings. Who could it trust? Who could it even talk to? No one. All the caterpillar had at this point was itself, its story, and the cocoon that was almost clear at this point. The morning of the 10th day, the caterpillar had had enough. The cocoon felt like a second skin and the caterpillar could practically see the skyline because it was so clear. On top of this, the caterpillar didn't trust the roly-poly's advice. The caterpillar didn't completely trust what any bug had told it. The caterpillar realized that it had never met another caterpillar that was as free as a butterfly. Each bug that had given it advice was just telling a version of what should be done from their outside perspective. But how could they know what the caterpillar should do? It realized the grasshopper, as wise as he was, was not a caterpillar nor a butterfly. How could he truly know what to do? Even the roly-poly that lived on the hill didn't know exactly what to do. He actually said that being in the cocoon would turn the caterpillar into a butterfly. What a joke. The end of the day, the caterpillar was the only one who truly understood his journey. The caterpillar decided to do something about it. Little by little, it moved and twisted in an attempt to break out of the cocoon. What was one less day, the caterpillar thought, as it realized it could practically reach out and touch the branch. The faster the cocoon broke down, the faster the caterpillar worked. While the caterpillar worked, it felt something in its stomach, a feeling. It felt like something was telling the caterpillar to stop. The caterpillar decided that it had been so misled before that it shouldn't trust its stomach now. It backed up in the cocoon, and began to really push the breakout. The caterpillar counted to three, backed up, and crawled full speed at the bottom of the cocoon. After a few minutes of this, the caterpillar could see the cocoon was about to break. It backed up one more time, but the feeling in his stomach got stronger. The caterpillar decided it couldn't deny this feeling any longer, so it stopped for a second and waited. It looked outside the cocoon for any signs of danger, nothing. After a few minutes of waiting, the caterpillar grew impatient and decided his stomach couldn't truly be trusted. It backed up one last time, ready to break through the cocoon. Three, two, one. The caterpillar counted down as it prepared for freedom. But the moment it began to move, its heart stopped. A very tall and unfriendly crow had landed on the branch. The crow's feathers were a deep, dark purple 
that looked pitch black, its beak as sharp as a razor's edge. The crow's eyes were cold and his pupils were perfect black circles. The caterpillar could see that the crow was looking at something, but it couldn't see what. Then, the crow looked right at the cocoon. It was like the crow could see the caterpillar's eyes looking through it. The crow took a second and then started creeping towards the cocoon. The caterpillar held its breath as the crow examined the cocoon, trying to figure out what was inside. The closer the crow creeped, the harder it was to stay calm. The crow's eyes locked with the caterpillars, and it was obvious he was not interested in being friends. The crow began to pick at the cocoon, and the caterpillar panicked. Was this how his journey was going to end? Being eaten by a crow with a view of the skyline? Only a day away from being as free as a butterfly? A crackling sound interrupted the action. On the other side of the branch, a red caterpillar pulled itself up with a small leaf on its back. The crow turned and studied the red caterpillar for a second. Then, without hesitation, the crow swooped it right off the branch, flying off with the red caterpillar in its beak. The caterpillar couldn't believe its eyes. Or its luck. Maybe waiting that extra day wasn't so bad after all. The caterpillar calmed itself down, settled back in the cocoon, and meditated for the rest of that eventful tenth day. It couldn't help but think its stomach for the warning about the crow. The caterpillar remembered how, when it was younger, the praying mantis would tell all the little bugs that their stomach was like a second brain. It knew all of the secrets the eyes hid from the mind. The caterpillar finally understood what that meant. The caterpillar woke around 11 a.m. on the 11th day. Lady Gale came in the cocoon and demanded the caterpillar wake up. A chill ran up its back, which felt surprisingly heavier than usual. It slowly broke out of the cocoon as the sun shined through every hole the crow had poked. Before long, it was outside, on the branch, and crawling down the tree. The caterpillar couldn't describe it, but it felt different. Got to the bottom of the tree and saw a bottle cap with a little bit of rainwater still in it. The caterpillar crawled over and poked his head over the edge of the bottle cap to see its reflection. In a few moments, there was more water in the bottle cap, but it wasn't from the rain. It was from the caterpillar's eyes. Two eyes filled with glee and overwhelming gratitude. In the reflection, two eyes of a beautiful, bright blue butterfly stared back.